At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 344 and the first of 2019. Happy New Year, everyone. This Happy is New Year. Yeah, yes. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. How were your holidays, my friend? They were awesome. Nice and relaxing. Didn't have to deal with family, just kind of, you know, well, my immediate family, but nobody from out of town. It was just good, nice, needed break. Very nice. Yes, we did a little bit of family stuff and went to family deal, you know, dinners and stuff, but... Uh, you know, thoroughly spoiled the kids and probably too much. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Had a good time though. It was good. And it's so quickly done. It was a smart home Christmas for me. I got all the smart home stuff. I was excited about that. Installed a little bit of it, but it's fun. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and maybe you'll get into smart things. That's even more fun. It's quite technical, but it's fun. I'm just hoping it makes me smarter. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to touch it. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's start with something from uh, uh, Mike Blumenthal on his hidden blog. Um, it's uh, the, the title is Google Spam Hall of Fame, Cheap Auto Insurance, Shame on Google. Um, and I love this. This is essentially what Mike did, and he does this fairly regularly, is you know, he, he, he reports any spam he sees in the local SEO realm. Um, any kind of search, he sees a lot of spam, he will report it. Well, he did report this one, and apparently it got turned down. It got denied by Google as being spam. Well. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, he makes a very clear case that this isn't just spam. It's duh spam. I mean, it, it, it just it's really is shameful 
but Google would even allow this and not see it itself. Um, now, what uh, he's saying here, I'll quote him. Another flagrant example of Google's misdirection is when I meet with Google about spam. I of I'm often told, quote, show us the pattern, unquote, or, quote, we can't do anything if we don't know the pattern, quote, or we are a search company and we have a lot on our plate, or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I missed a whole bunch of quotes, but anyway. <laughs> what the hell? This pattern is not is not complicated. It isn't hidden. It isn't all that difficult to figure out. Shame on Google. Um, and it, what what he showed here in a nutshell, um, it's a good little article, but um, he showed that the Liberty Mutual in uh, Orlando had taken a number of um, made a number of fake locations essentially. Uh, these just didn't exist and they were going to um, auto attendance that would then direct the person to the specific office or corporate offices um, this is classic i mean th th this is such old spam it's like all of a sudden google would allow or still allowed 1997 level spam it's it's I mean, it's inexcusable at this point really so, so has there been any resolution since you published this? Do you know? Yeah, nothing. I mean, it was posted on the twenty fourth December. So, yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see see how he follows us up. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything. There's a lot of comments, but yeah, and, and it's just sad that you know you can't. I mean, someone like Mike, for God's sakes. I mean, they have respect for him, you'd think. And if he says it's spam, <clears throat> you'd think it'd be pretty clear that they they should look at it a little more seriously than just denying well, it. What was the possibility that he got somebody new at Google looking at this that really didn't understand? And that if he had somebody else at Google would have gotten his report, it would have been handled completely differently. It it's, could be a human thing. It's possible, but, well, it's definitely human because a human said no, but... Um, it is, you know, if it was a person's training, that's even less forgivable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this true. is, as, especially when it's this blatant. Well, you know, Mike, with his contacts, he'll send it up the chain to somebody pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and, and I love this. I used, I, whenever I have little reasons to post stuff, I would go out and do this too. I just love sh shaming when it's just so blatant. Mm -hmm. uh, the search engines is just awful. Um, anyway, he's, he's labeled it under his Google spam hall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Mike. All right. Next up, Google is shutting down its small business community message board. Now this is a message board that not a lot of us would have uh, had any access to. It was a closed community, uh, for, and I'll make sure I check here. Let me guess, let me guess small businesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they were. Oh, it was only open to small business owners in a handful of pilot cities in the USA. Um, it was, they were going to open it up to more cities, but they never made it out of beta. I think that's kind of sad, really. Um, well, I, I don't. I think it makes perfect sense because they've got a much larger active community of the Google My Business community. Why would they need a separate community for these guys? Yeah, I guess. I mean... I know, I know the Google My Business community is strong. I mean, I mean a lot of it is off. Well, some of it, like, um, uh, what's her name? Joy Hawkins' group, the one she bought, is off, is not Google, but it's, 
probably the most popular or one of the most popular mm-hmm. uh, popular ones. So I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I just think it's a shame that they had an opportunity there to further engage small business. I hope they made it really clear to those people who were now you know, losing access that there were better options. Uh, I'd love to see what email they sent out. Yeah, I haven't seen the email, but I know they sent something telling them, pointing them to actually to the Google My Business oh. community. Well, they've got a quote here. Uh, the announcement states, thank you for being a member of the small business community from Google. We've enjoyed being on this journey with you and appreciate all the tips, insights, and enthusiasm shared along the way. Yeah. Uh, the community will be closing in a few weeks. Your last chance to access it will be January 16th. We will keep you posted on any future community efforts. We hope you've made many connections as a member and will continue to benefit from those relationships in the future. Can, can we use that email when they close our community? Yeah. <laughs> Just send it out to everybody and swap it over to Facebook. What a load of fluff. It didn't even give any like suggestions of where to go, assuming that's the entire post. I mean, that's, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's never a surprise these days when Google lets something go, they do it a fair bit. Uh, I, I, I'm highly reluctant to, to jump on any Google bandwagon anymore uh, when it comes to one of their tools. I just, I expect it's going to be gone. (laughs) See, the interesting thing, I was researching content delivery networks today, and the number one performing CDN out there is Google's as wow. far as speed and security. And it's like, that would be really interesting to try, but do you trust them? I think that would be one safe one, because isn't that the same one they use for um, mobile? Or for, um, uh, damn it, I'm losing my mind today. Three hours of sleep doesn't help. Um <laughs> What's, what do they call it? Um, cloud? It's tied to their cloud platform. Yeah, no, no, no. For um, Stripped down for mobile. Um, AMP? AMP. Thank you. <laughs> ah, that was painful. That was painful. <laughs> Man. I'm going to have to remind you of that throughout the rest of the show. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's been one of those days. I couldn't even find something on a client site today, and I just did it like the day before. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's what they use for AMP or not, but it's it's apparently it's pretty amazing from a CDN standpoint. Well, that's great. And is is there a cost though? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so, and, that, and that actually that's kind of interesting. You brought that up because that does make it a little bit more secure. If they're actually if it's driving revenue for Google, there's a better chance you'll keep it. Yeah, exactly. And if it does provide a faster internet, you know that that's something they want. And, and oh, yeah. one of their driving bases for sure driving tenants okay well interesting okay a little note here on smart displays so i um i've been kind of waiting for the opportunity to jump into this i know you have one um mm-hmm. did you just get yours for christmas um i got it a month or two before christmas okay so for those that don't know essentially a smart display is a tiny display uh, it's not a smart TV. This is different. It's a smart display. It's, it tends to be small. It sits on your desktop or in your kitchen. And it's just a, a easy way to uh, access the Google Assistant, but using a screen as well. Which one did you get? Uh, I got the Lenovo. Um, Lenovo, okay. And I got the actual Google Hub. Yeah, they don't sell that here, unfortunately. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm actually... So far, it's very early, but so far I'm very pleased with the Lenovo, um, at least as a uh, 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 a slideshow. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> job of slideshows. <laughs> and it was pretty easy to set up. Um, but what I did is I bought one for my desktop, 
and I bought one for the house. And the initial thought was that it'd be kind of fun to see, you know, let my kids use it. And they can contact me. We can do video chats once in a while if, in the day if they want to. Not a lot, <laughs> I told them. Okay. Um, but also, obviously, the benefits of it. I want to see how easy it is to use, um, mm -hmm. what kind of ads are going to be sent my way. That's what I'm most interested in. Yeah, I got mine primarily because as an extension of, of, of my digging into voice search, right? Because I, you know, I noticed that because voice search is closely tied to answer box, and I noticed that there's some video only answers starting to show up in answer box, and I thought that's really interesting. I wonder if that's tied directly to these, you know, smart displays and Google Hub and that kind of stuff and the assistance in, in voice search. And it actually is. It really is amazing because I, I can type in a question in Google, see a video answer box, ask the same question to my Google Home, and it automatically shows me that video. Hmm. It's, it's pretty interesting. Well, I got mine yesterday, so I've got a lot of testing still to do, but I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. What I'm, I'm, I think is neat is the fact that it apparently, again, I'm going to be testing this a little more, uh, does a good job of uh, doing multi-users. Um, so I don't really understand whether or not that works with calendars though. Um, so we'll see, but I guess I'm getting too technical, not SEO, not SEO. <laughs> well, I tried to turn it to SEO. They just turned it right back around again. I did. <laughs> you did good. You did good. <laughs> okay. But since we're off the SEO topic and you, you use, you use yours for video chats with your kids home and office. Have you seen the, the, the Facebook portal thing? It's basically, it's a smart screen specifically designed to do video chatting. It's, and it's much larger. It's, it's literally like a, um, I think it's like a 12 inch by nine inch screen. Wow. Um, it's, it's big and it follows you around the room. So you set it up and it, it'll, it'll motion track you. So you could be in the kitchen working with this thing on chatting with someone and it'll follow you around as you move around in the kitchen. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. I've been intrigued, but the last thing too is we need. The last thing we need is a bunch of these things sitting around. Yeah, that's very true. And, and never mind the adapter. The adapter on this thing kills me. It's huge. Adapter? What adapter? The power adapter. Oh yeah, not like mine. Lock. Ugh. Anyway, the Google Home one's like the same size as, um, like, if you have one of the Google uh, um, Home devices, the Google Hub, same size type adapter. It's not that. It's a normal size. Yeah, well, it's it probably is normal size too, but I think it should be, it should be um, the 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 what do you call it? The um, converter should be halfway through or something along the cable. You know, one of those ones versus oh, yeah. right on the plug. It's just unwieldy. Anywho, way off topic. Um, <laughs> with that said, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we have uh, uh, a little news about a Google partner SEO agency getting called out. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm 
and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing Inc. So, you put this in, why don't you hit it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, somebody asked John Mueller um, on Twitter, I believe it was, about um, they had found this company that was an agency, and they were pitching link building, and they were talking about links were all important, and you only want to find a, a link building partner that's a Google partner SEO agency. And the person asked, asked, basically asked John Mueller if it's a real thing, and he's like, uh, no. And to quote him exactly, wait a minute, I'll give it to you. They asked, by the way, the agency is premier partner, and I'm pretty sure they know the wording is very borderline, John. It's not really borderline. It's completely wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's nothing, there's no such thing as a... Google Partner SEO Agency. Now that said, just so there's no no confusion, there are premier partners at Google, but those are all on the ad side, the PPC side. Yeah, you have to have large spends to be a premier partner. Exactly. And, yeah. no, nothing tied to SEO with any kind of certifications or partnerships at Google. No. And unfortunately, I see it a lot. I, see I, was, I wish they would have called out the company, though. I really do. They didn't... But, and it might have in the in the, the Twitter feed. No, I went and looked, and I, I even went and looked at the Newsweek article. There was an article in Newsweek or USA Today, one of those kind of places. They didn't call them out either. Must be big enough that they didn't want to get sued. Yeah. Which is a shame, really, because, you know, if they're doing something wrong like this, it should be, you should be allowed to say it and be clear of any issues, but. I, I would. I wouldn't get sued. Yeah. Webmaster Wager would. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we signed something. <laughs> yeah, I signed something like six years ago and it expired after two, so I'm good. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, now, now Darren Brander to come say, oh, by the way, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, next bit here is kind of just a, 
funny little, uh, I guess, factoid for the day. And that is that uh, it was discovered that if you do a search on your phone, uh, just search record a video. And if you do it, there's literally a, a, a no results except for a record a video image. And you, when you click on that, it goes right to video and starts recording from your phone. That's on Android at least. I don't know if that works for, uh, that will likely not work for an iPhone, but um, kind of cool. Just one of those things you can do the same thing so with. It's a non-result it, essentially. It just gives you um, an action based on your search. Is that a Google app or is that if you have a browser called up on your phone and you type that into a browser search? It's the browser. Like I just did a search within the Google, um, the Google search box on my phone. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you on the Apple one in just a second. Yeah. And it basically you search for just the words recorder video. That's right. Yeah, and uh, there's other ones. Uh, you know, what, yep. what is the time? What is Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now enjoy a large iced coffee for just two bucks and a breakfast sandwich to make a meal. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The date. Yeah, I get search results. Uh, yeah. Do math-related questions and you will get answers that are singular singular you won't get search results after them yeah the, the, those kind of things i've seen before those are yeah. those are search engineering but the direct connection to the video app on your phone is kind of new that's interesting yeah, yeah it's kind of cool not that it's a very fast way of doing it <laughs> but i guess if you're doing uh if you click um google is like a voice search and said record a video then this comes up that is possibly handy who knows? Sure. All right. We have a ton of Mueller files. Now you put these together, but uh, let's tag team them. What's this? All right. So, um, there, and most of them are kind of, a lot of them anyway, are kind of SEO 101, which is great for the show. They're kind of no brainers, but I think it's important to bring it up because if people are asking the questions, John, maybe so of our audience, our audience has the same question, right? Hmm. So somebody asked a question about inbound links to a website from different languages. They were worried that those languages, those links wouldn't be seen as natural because it's like a Spanish website linking to an English website might not be seen as natural. And John was very clear. He says, no, the language of the page does not make it a unnatural link. So you can get links from other countries, other languages, websites, and they still can be seen as relevant and count as links. Now that said, I'm not sure how they're going to put a translator in between so you get topical relevancy passed from a, from one language to another, but you'll still get you know some kind of juice flowing through there. They're not going to be seen as bad. I guess the original question was, should they be disavowed? And the answer is no, it's not unnatural. Don't worry about disavowing them. Yeah, they are not unnatural. Um, and it's a lot of people nah. nah. Don't worry about it. Nah. <laughs> Gotta look at them. Nah. Um, all right. The next one is hard to understand URL structures can lead to indexing issues. So oh, we've seen that in the past. Holy oh, yeah. This is a great example, too, because this this, this person asked, they had like 80,000 pages de-indexed. And John, it appears that John actually went and researched their specific site 
they came back and said, it looks like your, uh, you know, your URL structure could be the problem. And, and I really liked the way it was presented. I don't know if it was John said it or when Barry wrote it up. The idea that that if you use parameters or URLs that all lead to the same content, those those parameters or URLs could be or URL sections could be seen as not useful and ignored. So it means that if if it's a parameter, for example, and one parameter says um, um, widget A and widget AB and widget AC and widget AD, but they all kind of lead to the same page, they're going to see that that parameter is useless and just start ignoring it, which means every other page on the site that uses that same parameter to point to a product, for example, is going to be, that, that parameter will be ignored, which makes a lot of sense. So, so the, the idea of having multiple paths of navigation to the same content or the same product, that's one of the reasons why this is a problem because they'll start ignoring those parameters because they all lead to the same place. I thought that was a, a, a really good way to explain that. Excellent. Yeah. And, and fortunately I don't see it as often anymore. A lot of the, a lot of sites are built on established content management systems that already have this boot. Well, you know, you know where it's a huge problem and, and it's not a huge problem because they've done a fairly good short term fix is Shopify. There are tons and tons of sites on Shopify, huge e-commerce sites on Shopify. And Shopify has, um, if you have a client or, or, you, or you're an SEO for a company that has their site on Shopify, be aware that when you use, um, what's the word they use? They, they put, put things in collections. So you can have a collection of shirts and that's your shirt category. You can have a collection of pants and that's your pants category. Anything in that collection does not have a permanent URL. It's really weird the way they do it. So you have a collection of pants and you have pant one and pant two and pants three. Um, all those pages, if you look in the code, have relical canonicals to products in a product section, not a collection section, right? So all those parameters that are creating all those collection pages are all relicals canonical to a products section that doesn't appear in navigation anywhere. So it's a really, Shopify has this kind of problem. They've, they've solved it having multiple paths of navigation using rel equals canonicals. But to me, it's a fairly shaky solution. At any time, Google could decide, eh, we don't like this, and every Shopify site's going to be hosed. <laughs> yeah, fortunately not likely. Shopify not likely because because Google does do a good job, and when, when people utilize something like that big, they will reach out and say, look, this is going to be a problem. You need to fix it before they actually kill all those customers. Yeah, I remember working with the rare time I've worked with Fortune for providers and such, they, uh, you know, I'm never allowed to talk about it much, but the fact is that they pretty much had a direct connection to Google, as they should. I mean, really, they want to make sure they're giving their results, getting their results in there, but also Google wants to ensure that they're not missing their platform because it tends to be a lot of good content. Yep. It's a win-win. Yeah. It does seem a little favoritism, you know, like a bit of favoritism, but it's a natural one. Certainly very capitalistic. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I'm hearing more and more stories about larger companies that spend tons and tons of money on PPC actually getting a little more access to organic people than they should. Mm. So it's, 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 it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Now, just to clarify for listeners, that does not mean that if you do pay-per-click, you're going to get better rankings. No, not at all. 
totally, totally separate. But, this is but if it, you're spending millions, no, perhaps I'm, you'll have a connection to. I'm, I'm, I'm talking hundreds of millions in a year. There you go, hundreds of millions. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, uh, this is very simple, but it is actually kind of cool. I this is the kind of little things that bug me sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, trailing slash is implied for canonicalization. So for those that don't know, can, uh, canonicalized URL is. Um, it's a way of stating to Google when they come to the page that this is the URL that this page should be when it shows up in search. Um, the reason that needs to be there is sometimes there's trailing information on the URL, like affiliate codes or um, mm -hmm. uh, some kind of refer information. You don't want that to show up as a separate URL. You don't want it to be indexed separately. So this is just a way of stating to Google, this is the one we want. This is the final URL. Um, now, if you put in just your domain, with no trailing forward slash um, versus doing it with a forward slash. You'll see that on the end of, of domain sometimes. They're the same. They're interchangeable. Um, essentially what Google's saying is that um, if you don't have the forward slash on there, it's assumed it already has it. I mean, it's just the way that that URL is supposed to look. So they just add it. See, my question for this, and I, and, and I may actually re reach out to, to to John somewhere and ask him about this. Does that also apply to internal directories, right? Is the trailing slash implied at an internal directory level? Because there's there's a lot of discussion, a lot of talk in the space, in the new area, in, in the newbie spaces around SEO, tied to redirecting the trailing slash in URLs, making sure you have that 301 redirect to add your trailing slash. If that's not necessary, that will save a whole lot of headache for a whole lot of people. I'd be seriously surprised if Google hasn't got that dealt with. I mean, that's so yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, I, I would too. I, I agree completely. But it would be one of those things. That would be really great to hear from them and they confirm it, just like they do. Yeah, just like this. Just one of yeah. those things. It's just like tick. All right, now I've got that settled in my head. <laughs> exactly. All right. What's next? Um, so this is kind of interesting. Actually, let's just keep it at that and take a quick break. Oh, <laughs> we'll get back to what's interesting. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate 
certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing Inc. All right, what's, what's interesting? Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> there's a lot of content out there on the web, right? And a lot of times people will write about the same topics. And I, I often use um, how a 401k works as an example when I'm talking to people. It's like, how many different ways can you write about how a 401k works? They all work basically the same way. There's some slight variations. You can have different, you know, takes on it. But it's really the same thing over and over again. And there's literally thousands and thousands of pages on the internet about how 401ks work. Well, someone asked John about, um, do you just skip over content that's oversaturated on the web, right? So if there's so much content about how 401ks work, do you just say, I don't know one of these and just skip over it? And he's very emphatic that no, they, they will index everything. They'll find everything indexed, even if it's content that's been um, written about to, to ad nauseum, right? They will keep it because it makes sense. Just like I said, sometimes people have unique takes on topics. Like like sometimes people have unique takes on facts, right? So it's to me, it's 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 good that they index everything, but I wish there was a way um, other than just the standard algorithms and search that, that we could find out, okay, there's, if there's 100,000 articles on how a 401k works, what's, where's the meat and where's the, the, the fact? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess just just by searching in Google, they, that's what they attempt to do. That's their job is to find some really good articles. Um, but in, the, in those kind of cases, it's like what makes, other than I guess that's where backlink authority and authority on our website really shines over content, right? There's always that argument about what's more important, content or authority. And you, you can rank with just authority, but you can't rank without the content. But what if you have so much content that's so similar in, in one particular niche? You know, that's where authority really shines, in my, my opinion, that, that, that separates the, the wheat from the chaff, as they say. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I, I agree. I and mean, it's, it's one of those gaps. Um, I mean, they, they have to index it. I, yeah. I agree with that. They have to. And, and, and let's sort of qualify what could be different in that 401k article. One person could use a, a really clever description for what is a 401k that ends up becoming the norm. Mm -hmm. There's that, there's uh, perhaps tips, although they have to be careful about that, I know. But um, examples, case studies, 
someone could do a really good job of really differentiating themselves and Google has to be there to see it. So. Yeah, exactly. They got to, they've got to find it and they have to evaluate it and they can't do that without um, crawling it. And I guess if you really want to dig into the question a little bit more is indexing it, right? So they do find, you know, a hundred thousand articles on 401ks. Do they really have to index them all? They can, they're going to crawl them all. They're going to evaluate them all, but do they really have to put them all in the index? So I guess is really what the question was. And I, I guess, you know, they do, they absolutely do. Um, it's just a matter of storage databases and, and processing power from that perspective. They're going to crawl it and evaluate it anyway. There's no reason not to put it in the index. Cool. So tell me, you've got a note here, John on Christmas day. This is John Mueller actually did this next one on oh. Christmas day. <laughs> not me on Christmas day. I was relaxing and drinking eggnog on Christmas day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, ooh, what's the story? <laughs> gotcha. okay. No. So uh, it was interesting. John was actually on the, the, the forums, uh, the Google forums answering questions on Christmas day. He didn't take the day off. He was, he's so into this that he was out there helping people out. Um, and I thought this was an interesting one too, that might, might skip it's it seems obvious when you think about it but it's one of those things you might not ever think about right so if you're if you have images and you want to make sure your images show up in google image search your image has to be able to be indexed but the page it's on also has to be indexed right so you can't just have the page index inspect the image to be there if the image can't be indexed and you can't have the image in google image search um, if it's indexed but the page it's sitting on is not so they both have to be there. They both have to be indexed to show up in Google image search. I thought that was, it's, it makes total sense and it's common sense, but it might not be something everybody thinks about when they're trying to figure out, well, why isn't my image showing up or, or you know, or they're planning a, planning to some kind of strategy around uh, image indexation. It's something to keep in mind. Hmm. So I, I was reading that and, I, and what I got from that, and maybe it's exactly what you said. Pardon me if it is. I, Again, I, I was doing both here, but um, sounds a little different to me. And that is that if the person was trying to have an image removed and they were upset when that was still there after they removed the page that had it on it, um, what, what John thought was that there must be other pages that have that same image on it. That's, that's the only, that's his suspicion uh -huh. that there are multiple landing page URLs involved. So, so someone, maybe someone's hot linking the image somewhere. Or are you talking about on that person's site? Well, I think he's talking about that person's site. Um, you could also take it further and also remove the image URLs if this is on your own website. So he said though, that if there aren't any pages showing that image, it won't show up anymore in search, that image. I didn't realize that. Interesting. Well, I think it goes back to the idea that, that if image search is important to you, You've got to have them both. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, you can look at, and if it's, if, if getting rid of an image is important to you, you have to get rid of them both. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you yeah, have curious, like if he's worried about the image showing, why isn't the image just gone? Um, anyway. Yeah. Well, and why don't you just block that image and then have it removed from the index? Feels like there's something missing here. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us, everyone. First of 2019, episode 344. Woohoo! Yay! <sighs> Another year. <laughs> what was it? This this is the big. So we didn't start it in January, but this year 
will sometime during this year we'll hit the beginning of our 10th year doing this podcast we're gonna have to do something special yes we will I'm not sure we'll ever get around to it, but yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing us. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll mention it kind of like we just did, and that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, geez. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, thanks for joining us today. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on Webmaster Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.